For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be balling, playing yeah, with the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the Cats, how rescue turn them boys to winners. Uh, injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we stand toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky Media. S-K-I-I-I. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 23 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. He's the stoner. And that's our new song from Sky Media. So big shout out Sky Media. Hit them up. If you were here early, you would have heard the full full version. Interest there. There'll be a little bit more on the the outro for you. Uh, you know, how you doing, Stoner? Hey. You liking doing, the music? Doing, doing fantastic. I love the music. Uh, his Twitter handle, he, he goes by Sky Media on Twitter, but his Twitter handle is at Media Sky, and the sky is spelled S-K-I-I-I. Three I's. But, uh, yeah, but he's awesome. Did exactly what we asked him to do and did it quickly. And, man, we love we love our new theme song. It's, it's going to be on everything. You're going to hear it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you got to let us know what you think about. So, of course, we are streaming this live on our YouTube channel, Ref the Districts, where we enjoy when fans are able to interact with us. You can also catch us on your favorite, favorite podcasting platform, whether that, that's Apple, Spotify, Google, or even Amazon. You can catch us there when we load it right after the show. Uh, we got a good show for you. We're going to be talking about our Twitter poll. So you can catch us on Twitter at Ref the District. The Twitter poll this week was, you know, which player now do we think will have the biggest impact 20 years from now? Uh, and our post game, that's where we're actually going to give you the update on the Nats and the Wiz. Normally we do that in the pregame, but Stoner didn't want to bury the lead. That's correct. He wanted to talk about this Wilkinson report. He wanted, We wanted to go over our reaction to uh, the situation and, and how we feel about it. Spoiler yeah. alert, not exactly great. Yeah, uh, not great about the report or not great about what came of the report? Yes, yes. The right. answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's, there's obviously uh, a lot to get into with this entire – uh, the entire report, the investigation, how it started, and all of that. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hammer that pretty good. Are we getting right into it right now? We, Are we just we we can, but I you know it is the Fourth of July, so I just wanted to say Happy Independence Day to uh, yeah. our American listeners. I know we have a few abroad listeners, uh, so Happy Independence Day, Fourth of July for us here in America on day of recording, uh, which means Joey Chestnut is going to try to smash his world record. Do you think he's going yeah. to do that? I think the over-under was set for 73 and a half. You taking the, the over or the under? Can you imagine <laughs> how bad you would feel after eating 73 oh. and a half hot dogs I, and I buns? I imagine. Oh, I could. I mean. You ever, have you ever been a part of a of a, an eating contest? Uh, yeah, actually I have. Not, not, not an official, like, sanctioned eating contest. But uh, a buddy of mine, Brian, uh, he and I had a pizza eating contest at a pizza hut one day, right? And so back in the day, this was probably, well, this is back in our Dinfos days, right? So this was probably early 2000s, maybe 2001, 2002. And the pizza huts had those lunch buffets, yeah. right? You remember that? And they'd bring out, so we go to the, to the pizza hut over in Laurel. Good old Laurel down down the road from uh, Fort Meade, and we go there and we had this contest to see who could eat the most. And I and I'm like twice the dude size. He's he's just this tiny dude, and we did it by we didn't have to eat the crust, right? So we counted up okay. how many crusts we had left. That was like the only way you could I feel like that's cheating, but okay, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but we ended up he ended up beating me like twenty one to nineteen. Slices of pizza. Those are rookie Without numbers. The crust. Those are rookie numbers. You gotta, you rookie? gotta, you gotta up, man. You gotta pump those up. Well, again, we didn't have the crust. Okay. Right. 
but which still, actually that makes like that even more that makes that number those numbers worse. <laughs> for yeah. first. It's the reverse. Okay. That's true. So, so yeah, I've done a couple eating contests. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, someone, a buddy of mine thought that he can eat more uh, McNuggets than me. Oh, yeah. Um, so first 20, we both smashed the first 20. Uh, I get through the second 20. He starts struggling through the second 20. I order 20 more. He's, oh, st- he's still struggling. I finish my 60 and start eating off of his, out of his uh, basket because yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm kind of rubbing it in at that point. Um, yeah. And then I did do two official ribbiting contests, finished second in both. Um, wow. the, the first year I did it, I, uh, a lot of people would say that I was robbed. Like there were pe- people really surprised that I wasn't named the victor. Yeah. I had six racks of ribs in six minutes. Six like full racks. Six full of ribs? racks of ribs, just mowing, mowing along. So the reason why people felt I was robbed was because like, uh, so there was the two the two time defending champion there, and I'm I'm we're at the final table, and I finish through like my first box, not not a problem. Yeah. Shove it to the side. He realizes yeah. he's behind, so he like st- he like stands up, and like the crowd's now really getting into it, and he just he takes like chomp chomp tosses, chomp chomp tosses. Uh, oh. the tiebreaker is supposed to be clean bones and I'm like, no joke, like goofy style, uh, cartoon yeah, and, uh, he's like chomp, chomp, toss, chomp, chomp, toss. And, uh, and so people thought I was like, I had the people at the table congratulating me. And then when they named the other guy, like you ha- hear these groans through the fans because they're like, "There's no way," um, yeah. because he was he was playing catch up uh, ever since that first that first thing, like even trying to just yeah. chomp chomp pass. Um, but it, all it was, I think, was uh, rib crib was the people putting it on, and uh, it was like a you know a year's worth of rib crib. And I was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat there. I don't know if you've had rib crib. It's not exactly no, top no. shelf uh, oh, dining. Okay, okay? Yeah. like. It, you know, I mean, it would have been free food, but uh, still wasn't exactly that big. And then, Are by they the way, still around? I think so. I, I, don't, I don't know. They were in Oklahoma. Uh, and, you know, we'll see if they're they're back. I'm going to be traveling here in the next uh, week or so. I don't think we're going to be going to Rib Crib, but I'll at least see if they still exist. Yeah. The, uh, um, so after this, finish six racks of ribs, right? Yeah. Oh, the um man, like crap like i'm just i'm i'm i eat it i have a rib baby in my stomach yeah and then we go out with some friends and like they order food because no one else has eaten and like they're joking with me do you want some and i was like no i'm, I'm good right now just gonna have yeah. you know some beer and we'll be good to go and then probably like an hour into like the festivities i have cheese fries sitting in front of me i was like hey do you mind if i eat some of these they're like are you kidding me and i start eating so i doubt i'd be at (laughs) joey chestnut level yeah but in my youth i used to be able to hold hold my own so yeah hey you know how we talk about and it's uh, i'm gonna non sequitur here real quick but you know how we talk about how uh we like our show uh to be very professional and well done and everything i just realized that i have the wrong light on. I've got my <laughs> overhead light here, and not my you know nice Your fancy light. lights. So I'm gonna go change it real quick. It'll take me really a second. So wh- wh- what can we do? Can we do like a? Can we do like? A cut no, no, I'm not. We're like gonna that? we're gonna watch Stoner go and right step through. away. Oh, this is and I'm just gonna remind people that Whatever. we have new music from uh, from Sky Media. So you would have been able to hear yeah. that because we do have some more listeners on right now. So the uh, new intro music, you can check that out when we post this live uh, to, well, it's already streaming live to our YouTube channel, but then it'll be, uh, you can watch the replay and catch the full thing there. Uh, and now that we have Stoner back, we can get we can get back into yeah I'm, for those who are watching let us know whether or not you even recognized that there was uh there was you know anything had changed there different so this this is definitely one of these things that you know stoner's a video guy i'm a trained broadcaster to where yeah. we're you know we're we're a little particular my wife does the same thing big shout out to my wife by the way if you enjoyed the intro uh my wife jazzy had a hand in uh, in, in helping kind of an executive producer role so yep. big shout yep. out to to her for pushing Absolutely. me along making sure that i it got to where it needed to be but as 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 like trained people 
we, we do this. And I brought up my wife, Jazzy, because she wants me to turn on the overhead lights because she's like, your lighting's not where I want it to be. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> where I want it to but be. it yeah. is where it needs to be because this overhead light is just awful. <laughs> and so I was just yeah. like, I got, I got this side light here. I can block, block this for you. And then I got a big okay. ring light on that side. So uh, it's still yeah. not exactly where I want it to be, but uh, we'll get there. And I don't think it looks good. It think, looks good. I don't think but, people came but, here for the light talk though. <laughs> yeah, but Jazzy's right though. Uh, I mean, not right. I mean, she's right because she wants it to look professional, and we we uh, super appreciate that from her. Yes, absolutely. Great executive producer. She's usually on our our chat. Which, uh, if you're not able to chat, I apologize. I'm not sure what's going on with my screen right now for the live YouTube. Show. I got it. You got, got it up. Okay, good. Yeah. Then Sto- and, uh, Stoner can call it out there as we go along. Yeah, and Sarah wants to know if you could eat twelve McMuffins. 12 McMuffins? Yeah. I could probably do that. I could probably oh, yeah, do that. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So are we talking sausage McMuffins or oh. sausage, egg, and cheese? Like, are we doing the full thing? Sausage, egg, and cheese? To me, it's no different. It's going to go down the same. You know the trick, right, to competitive eating? I had no idea. So, like, for the hot dogs, you'll see Joey Chestnut do this. He dips it in water. Oh, he dips in water, dips yeah. Dips in water. It makes, to... it, cause it makes so it easier. So you don't have to, like, chew and yeah, taste it, and it all gets, that, it gets, right? it gets it down a little bit, uh, a little bit easier. I actually sat next to a uh, professional eater on the plane. Very interesting uh, young lady. Uh, it was pretty neat. She literally just professional com- competition eater. She just goes to these different places. She gets, yeah. you know, they get sponsored. Really interesting thing. Again. Is she the one from uh, Andrews? <laughs> No, this was no, uh, this was years ago. I'm not even sure. Okay. I can't even remember what flight this was that I was on. Uh, uh, just, just was it just a random, just random person? Meeting? Yeah, just oh, chance okay. meeting. So because there was a lady that worked at at Andrews Air Force Base that tours as a professional leader. Oh yeah, she was like a civilian uh, worker there, and she was probably like five three, 105 pounds. Yeah, the, you don't have to be big to, to pack away to. the food. You just have to be consistent and quick. Yeah. So. I will not test this theory out, by the way. I'm too old to be eating 12 uh, McMuffins and considering that a good life choice. Yeah. So. And then you got a PT test coming up after that. And then, <laughs> then, then Air Force got rid up. of the waist measurements. So I'm good to go. Oh, man, back in my day, that's all they did. We didn't even have PT tests. Way back. <laughs> way back. We just had uh, waist measurement and weigh-ins. That was it. Didn't even have to test. My dad, my dad changed. used to tell me about how they used to just have to walk around the track and they can drink beer and yep. and that was yep. good to go. You, and you, we had the uh, stationary bike <sighs> that was a test. So we got on the stationary bike and they plugged us all up with stuff and and then they figured out whether or not we were in shape or not. Okay. <laughs> and they got smart. Somebody got smart and said, uh, "Let's check their physical skills." How's that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, our physical skills aside, at this point. Uh, we're we're in pretty decent shape. How do you feel about the Washington football team? Do you think they're in pretty good shape after this week? It was a little bit of a rough week, and that was probably not the smoothest transition. But I'm rolling with it. <laughs> That's right. Not, not yeah, not bad. Wait, you know, it shows you're professional right there. Nice job. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be uh, when when it came out. I mean, it was pretty bad, but it wasn't it wasn't the S storm that I expected it to be, right? And maybe it's just because it's in the middle of the off season, and nobody's really paying attention. Half the beat writers are on vacation, yeah, I'm, so they're not making that big of a deal out of it. I don't know how many people are familiar with, like, news cycles. Uh, mm-hmm. So the they deliberately released this the Friday afternoon time frame before the 4th of July weekend because yeah. – they the NFL has deliberately deliberately chose that. Yeah. Okay. They they decided like this is when we need to release it because no one's gonna care, right? Like the right, right. the shelf life for that was that afternoon because yep. then everybody's gone. You got like John Kime coming off of you know his his uh, his time off and his vacation, like trying right. to throw a few tweets out there, and right. it's because they know that this is where they can release it to where by Tuesday. When everyone comes back to the office or Monday, if they don't have the the, the observed holiday off, no one's caring, right? No, That's right. we're on to other things. We're on to yeah. you know we've already got the Nationals playing baseball. People can talk about that. You know this yeah. Wilkins, Wilkinson report's going to be dead by the time they get there. So the NFL knew exactly what they were doing by releasing it at this time. Of course, but let's go back to the beginning. 
right? Let's go back to the very beginning about this report and the whole thing that started the report and kind of the timeline and then and then the release of the report. Um, but if you remember back when this all started because of the Washington Post story about these different women who uh, talked to the reporters at the Washington Post and made all these allegations. So Dan Snyder, let's remember this, Dan Snyder hired Beth Wilkinson. Okay, hired them to investigate his team, not to investigate him, to investigate his team. And all he wanted was to find out what the culture was like and recommended changes. So right from the very beginning, this was going to be a flawed investigation. Even if the NFL took it over, all that means is that they're, they're going to report to the NFL rather than reporting to Dan. So already this was a farce of an investigation. And we had no idea what the parameters were of the investigation. I know that's your word. You like the parameters word. But we had no idea what the <laughs> parameters or what exactly that they were investigating. All it was was to see if they had a toxic culture. So so it's already just a big giant sham right from the beginning. And we all kind of knew that. And then it just came to a head uh, when they released the report. They didn't release a report. They went and, and reported to the NFL uh, 10 things that need to change. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to we're going to pause you there. You got to remember. So because you're, you're doing a timeline here. Mm hmm. And in this timeline, the junkies mm -hmm. released some kind of notes from the Wilkinson report that they Correct. got, right? So there was that there was like a leak, and that was that was months yeah. ago. That was like a month and some change. Ago. Yeah, that was. Yeah, so that was a while. You, you you know the NFL has had this for a while. Again, again pointing to the fact that they deliberately release it on a Friday afternoon before a holiday weekend to bury right. the thing. Um, and so you got. I think that's important to note because. This the, again, the report's been sitting there for a while. You mentioned that it was, you know, it was a sham to begin with. We have this leak. The junkies have to kind of tailor some things. What they said had to be very careful, um, you know, you know, with what they what 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 information they did talk about. And then now we finally get to this release here. And you're right; it's ten recommendations. Right. The whole thing is just ridiculous because there's not a written report. It's all oral. Well, I have to. I have to say, there is a written report. Okay, there definitely is. We like to joke about sources, but I do have a source, and I'm never going to tell you who it is, Nathan. Sorry, I'm not going to tell anybody <laughs> who it is. And we like to joke about this, but this is this is a real um, source that I have, and the source says there is a written report because they have seen the written report. The written report was not given to the NFL, okay? But the law firm, the Wilkinson investigation, did complete an actual report. They just didn't turn that over to the NFL for a lot of reasons, right? There's there's probably a whole list of reasons, most of them money. If you don't have a report, then you don't have a means to sue based on what came of the report or what was in the report so if somebody says and i think this goes back to the fact that you like what you mentioned this is this is dan snyder you know funded ran investigation mm -hmm. because if it was the nfl then they'd probably really they'd have the report that they can the, the written report to release but because they didn't control this yeah. one so they got the oral, oral report in which the nfl defending dan snyder mm -hmm. here really in my opinion they you know, they said, you know, that's an oral report. Their reasoning for it was confidentiality, right? Because of the of the, of the people involved, which you ever heard of redacting? I, I don't... You ever heard of this <laughs> yeah. term called redacting? Yeah. Who are you? Are they protecting the victims by not you know releasing this? Because that doesn't make any sense to me, right. Stoner. Like, not. just doesn't make any sense. Of course to me. not. Uh, well, I guess it does make sense to me in the sense that it is this is all a very much a business decision mm -hmm. the whole thing lined mm -hmm. up right so uh you know w washington announces that tanya snyder is going to be the co-ceo right. and then you know all of a sudden the report gets released dan snyder is not suspended yeah. he just is he's self removed self-imposed removed from the day-to-day -day operations mm -hmm. which 
I got and a then, lot of problems with that. I have no problem with him removing himself from day-to-day operations. I think that right there is great. And I hope that that indefinitely just means never again. But he, th- we'll get to where you know where this kind of all went wrong in a moment here and then washington franchise the washington football team or washington football club uh if you're dan snyder and you're going to throw that in your memo um was fined 10 million Mm dollars not not dan snyder himself well i mean he's the one that makes all the money the team he's he he is now 100 percent the owner of uh of the franchise so yes it's still coming out of his pocketbooks except for it's not coming out of his personal pocketbooks it's coming out of the team's pocketbooks which there is a difference there semantics the team pocket semantics mm, it's not, not coming out really, of their right? out of their ability to pay for players or pay for staff. no it's yeah it, we didn't get a we didn't get a the, the team didn't get a cap right. hit there wasn't you know anything like that and there there's been some contention here with some of our other uh you know podcasters washington football team podcasters uh and dc you know podcasters who there, people are like, it would have been, you know, are talking about how fans would be mad if they did take draft Correct. picks. But then they're sitting there and trying to ask for more punishment for Dan well, it Snyder. It doesn't have to be draft and picks. It doesn't have to be draft more. picks. My my thing with this is it comes down to you you have this report, oral or written, however the NFL gets it, and they and it, and it tells them, yeah, there were some really bad problems here with the Washington football mm-hmm. team, and it included Dan Snyder, right? It, it, or, or at least it happened under, under his, his leadership. Under his watch, you, for sure. You, you, you know, as well as I do, when it comes to you have a bad leader mm-hmm. who, you know, or you have a leader who's in charge and the organization is mucked up, mm-hmm. the bad leader gets removed. Sure. Okay, because you you can't expect change to happen with that same leader in there. And then you know, okay, he he didn't get suspended. He just takes a self sabbatical right. here, which means he's removed from the day to day. But it's just like to me, that's not far enough removed from the team right now for them to to do better. Now, I will say this: I am very pleased, and 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 I believe the report talked about this. The lawyers talked about this on the stream is that there have been improvements since twenty nineteen. Sure. Okay, which I believe we have seen those within the franchise. I think they have several good hires. I think Jason Wright is is a, an extremely smart individual and seems to be doing uh, wonderful things for the mm-hmm. franchise. Uh, happy to have him on board. You have uh, Julie Donaldson, yep. who is also an amazing individual, doing great things uh, with the media team and and improving things there. And then you hire Ron mm-hmm. Rivera, who's a renowned character uh, person who's trying to build the culture from the field mm-hmm. up, right? And so I think that there have been sure. improvements, and maybe that's what lessened the uh, the sting that's correct. a little that's, bit. That's exactly and, right. And to be fair, I've mentioned, I, I'm dropping Dan Snyder's name in here as if, as if he's the one who's been, you know, hands-on with all the stuff that's in the allegations, mm-hmm. uh, which may not be the case. Oh, it's def- definitely because, part of it. He was definitely part oh, of it. Again, He's he to me, he's the he is the pinnacle, right? He's the leader of right. this this whole outfit, right. and, and if it happens under him, you know, even if he's just like oh, I didn't know that was going on, that speaks to his level of competence as a right. leader. Sure. Okay, so there there to me, there's problems with with keeping him on there, but I think that he's ever since kind of things were starting to hit the fan and he's made those adjustments. I think that's probably what saved his bacon a little bit. So as, as to he's trying to distance himself because there was one of the former minority uh, owners that the NFL has banned from ever owning any part of a controlling effort of an NFL team. Now they NFL has said that that has nothing to do with the Wilkinson report, but those two items were released very, very close yeah. together. So I, I, I'm very interested in finding out why he would be banned if it had nothing to do with this Wilkinson yeah. report. Maybe it was, I think, actually, if I did have to venture a guess, it was probably the, uh, you know, how they were doing the, you know, these bil- millionaires and stuff. They're going to go back and forth with the media press and and uh, and whatnot. So it was probably yeah. that, right? So it was probably he did, he, he, he tried doing something underhanded and got caught and so the nfl's like no we don't want you 
we can't have you trying to do this to other teams. Yeah, and we may never we may never guess. find out why he's been banned from ever owning a piece of an NFL team. But if you get that, if something like that happens to you, you've done something pretty big. We don't know what it is. We we have no idea. It could be something completely unrelated to the football team. It could be just something he's done outside of that. But I want to go back to a couple of points that you brought up. And you got to interrupt me, yeah, man, just like this. Know, right? Just jump jump on. No, I thought about it, but you had a lot of good points that I wanted to hear, so I, so I didn't want to interrupt that flow. Uh, but there's a couple things going back to Daniel Snyder suspended or not suspended. And you can call it whatever you want. He's been suspended by himself or whomever. He is out of the day-to-day operations. However, and there are some people who have put out the, the report that the only way he can come back is he has to ask Roger Goodell for permission. Some have walked that back and said that that's not true. But there are others, I'm talking about beat reporters, who are there who have stood by that statement and said he cannot come back until Roger Goodell approves. That is a suspension when you have to come. Well, Dan Dan Snyder reportedly has also made sure that his, or Dan Snyder's legal team, I Mm -hmm. suppose, has made sure to kind of go out and put the kibosh on anybody saying that he was suspended. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because whatever. he he has he hasn't been suspended. What a, well, I mean, right? whatever. So Semantics, he takes right? it down. The whole thing again. The whole thing was planned because one, this report's been out there for months, and you know they they appoint Tanya Snyder as the co CEO. Got a problem with that? In prep, in preparation for this step right. back, so he can still have a, a, you know he's. The business is still coming yeah. home. All right. I got right? a major, major, major problem with that. Okay. If he is taking himself out of the day-to-day operations, that's like you saying, I'm going to take a step back from the raising of our child. Right? I'm going to step back and I'm not going to be involved. How well is that going to work in your own household for the next three months, six months, 10 months, 15 months when you're co-parenting partner is right there with you every single night and every single day and meals and all that stuff, you're going to tell me that they're going to sit there at dinner one night and Tanya's going to go, you know, I was talking to Jason right today about, and then Dan's going to go, la, 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 I can't hear this. We can't talk about day to day. Give me a break. That's such a, uh, a ridiculous way of saying of saying I'm taking a step back because he's not taking a step back. He can say it all he wants. He can have his wife go to all these uh, where he represent, where she represents the team and all of that. It's not, it's not what it's looking like, how they're portraying it. Okay. He's still involved with day-to-day operations. Maybe not every decision on every day, but you can't tell me that that he's just he's just gonna plug his ears every night. No, I don't, I don't ridiculous. think he's gonna do that one bit. Now, what I will say is, I do believe uh, Mrs. Snyder uh, is a very capable, correct uh, individual, we assume, and I think that she's we also. Know. We assume. No, she's had she's had her own endeavors, which she's been successful in, and Come and uh, we don't know. and and then I I feel confident enough that she she's she will hold her own right so she might they might talk business and you know and pillow talk and and yeah okay they probably will be talking business at the house so but when it comes down to it i think that one she's probably more liked around the nfl circles than than dan snyder is but i think that tanya will be able to hold her i hope i think I, i think that she'll be able to do her her thing i i i agree with you i don't like it i think that they should have you know, found somebody else. But but again, this th- whole thing was orchestrated ahead of right. time. The ten million dollar right. fine, not not suspending him, not fining him. You know, I, I don't want the punishment to be more severe to be on the team because I don't feel like it was the team. I think that it was an ownership sure. problem, a leadership problem. So you punish those individuals. Sure. So, but okay, so. Let's just give her the benefit of the doubt that she's capable of running a multi-billion dollar organization that has had a toxic work culture for the last 20 years. Let's just assume that she's able to do that. Okay, good. 
What is it that Dan said in his in his um, statement to the press when this all came down? He said something to the effect, maybe I have it written down or maybe I don't. Uh, here's my old man glasses. But basically, basically, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I'm going to focus on the stadium deal and other matters related to the team. That's pretty nebulous, right? That could be anything related to the team, right? That could be basically day-to-day operations. You will never see Dan representing the team, at least during this time, in NFL functions, and that's fine. Nobody cares to see him or anything. It just brings up (laughs) bad thoughts and bad memories, right? So that's great. But but to say that he's not going to be involved in day-to-day operations is about as naive as you can get. He will be, maybe not as much, he will be involved in day-to-day operations. So I I just had a problem with the way that that whole thing came about. Naming her the the co-CEO the day before the reports are out, and then him saying he's going to take a step back from, from day-to-day and not being... It's, it's not true. And I just, got a, I just got a problem with that. But then... I, it... it it's fair to have a problem with that. Now, I think that there, again, I trust the individuals who are, you know, in place right, right. now. When you're talking, again, the, the Jason Wrights, the Julie Donaldsons, the Ron Correct. Rivera. Those really, like, you got Ron on the football side. You've got uh, Jason uh, Wright, who's on the non-football mm-hmm. side. You have uh, Julie Donaldson, who's on, like, the media, you know, side. I think that things are good at that right. level. So, right. So you take you take everything that's happened, and as bad as it was, and as bad as they treated people within their organization, what has come out of all of this in the last year or two is maybe an organization that has finally figured their shit out. Right? They have finally figured out that there are capable people out there who can run an organization properly where people enjoy coming to work, and then in the end, hopefully you've got a winning team on the field. Because in the end, that's what we as fans care about. Because you can't tell me that we would trade we would trade the losing on the field and trade it to winning on the field and losing as an organization. Nobody cares, really, most fans, what happens within the organization as long as the team is winning because there are plenty of examples of a terrible organization that is winning on the field and all that gets swept under the rug and a great and a great example is is new england with robert Kraft as <laughs> as the owner That's he's fair. got a lot of stuff that he's done the skeletons wrong. that, yeah, that skeletons we know of. Closet. He, the, the massage parlor probably being the most yeah. recent one. And you got and, Deflategate and, and you got Spygate so. mm-hmm. and they've been fined millions of dollars and they've had draft picks taken away from them. No and fans to win. don't care about that stuff because they People won Super Bowls. Yeah. And if this team wins Super Bowls, nobody's going to care about that. We can separate the two. We can say it's not good what they're doing with their employees and that needs to be addressed and that needs to be fixed. But as fans, all we care about is Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for 35 touchdowns and this team going to the NFC championship. If that happens, you will not hear one person talk about whether Dan Snyder is on day-to-day operations for this team. Well, you won't, you won't hear one fan say it. You'll hear, you'll hear it. From from the, someone in the media okay. will will bring it up about how you know this happened, and uh, and so but you're you're absolutely right. Mo, the majority of fans they only care about the the That's winning. Right. They don't care about the organization, which is fair, right? Hashtag just a fan, as we usually as we say here on Ref the District. You know, we don't have control over how this team is run. Right. So like we we do have some influence because we can turn off our TV. We don't have to buy merchandise. A lot of us are heavily invested, you know, that into this team. This is our Mm -hmm. culture. There are still people who are hung up about the name change, for goodness sake. And and they like to sit there and say that they won't 
pay attention to the team, but they're still very active on Twitter and they're still very active within the community and they still watch the games. They just refuse to call them the Washington football team or whatever they end up calling yeah. themselves. So, so let me ask you a hypothetical there, Nathan. Let's say they come out and they say, we're the Washington Blue Powder Puff Caterpillars. Okay, that's our name going forward. All right, but or we'll just call them the Burgundy Powder Puff Caterpillars so we don't have to change the colors. So let's say that happens. <laughs> and like I said before, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out and and throws for 40 touchdowns and they go all the way to the Super Bowl and they beat uh, Buffalo 40 to 3 in the Super Bowl and they're super Do you care that their name no one is the cares. Washington no Powder Puff Blue Burgundy Powder Puff Caterpillars? Pe- pe- people and people can make fun of it all they want. But it won't matter if they're hoisting That's the right. Lombardi. Okay, it won't matter. People, people, there will be people who make fun of it, but there will be people like us who will just celebrate it. I will, I will cosplay as a caterpillar, right, exactly. and and dance around in the street if they were to win a Super Bowl named that's right. that. Okay? And that's why. So you're right. Winning, winning is what what I think most of the fan base wants to see. That's why people hate Dan Snyder. Because we've had oh, 20 tw- in twenty years, years he's pr- he's proven that he's not a perennial right. winner. Twenty years of losing will make you hate the owner because all this other stuff is just it's just stuff that's going. It's just noise to the fan. Again, it's not good. It's not acceptable. Well, he didn't even come in well liked because people didn't like the fact that it left the the uh, you know Jack Kent Cook yeah. right. So, but again, who cares but- if he came in and he punched Jack Kent Cook? cook in the face and tell him to get out of his office and gave him a check for a hundred bucks so that's all you get and they go on to win three of the next four super bowls nobody cares right. people people wouldn't care i mean look, look at dallas exactly. in that regards jerry jerry jones i mean he fired a legendary head coach and they won and that's that's a speaking footnote. of toxic work environment the dallas cowboys now that's now that's a Disaster <laughs> waiting to happen, and again, it, it grows louder and louder. Love to because, see it, by the way. Love because to they see haven't it. won in so long. Mm-hmm. Love to anyway. see, love to see the troubles there with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, all right, so I think I think we're done talking about the Wilkinson. Yeah. All right, good. I think it's I think it's wrapped it up. We'll talk more about our Washington teams later, but coming up in the game, it's our Twitter poll. Game on. All right. We did a Twitter poll two weeks ago that was which player in the last 20 years, you know, has had the most positive impact. And when we were discussing that, I kind of floated an idea out there and we ran with it, which is what current player do we have that will be the player that we're talking about has had the most impact. So, yeah, lots of players to choose from this time. Not as many write-ins, I think, this year as, as last year. Um, I think that's mainly because the nucleus is surrounded around some of the more recent draft yeah. picks, and uh, and namely that there's not a QB on this list either, right? There's not anybody who, not anybody in that position we can put down for Washington football team. But let's go over this poll. Okay, center. so yeah, like you said last week, we did that other poll, and now we're looking at this one, and we put in Terry McLaurin, Chase Young, Jamin Davis, and Antonio Gibson. And asked for any write-ins, and we did get a write-in, one write-in from Scotty Knox. You can find him at 19knox, K-N-O-X-83, who he said maybe Jonathan Allen might be one of those guys. First, got to sign Jonathan Allen, which I think they will. But They they do need to to get that done. That that business deal needs to be made. Yeah, for sure. He's been a captain for a few years already. Uh, He's an excellent player. He doesn't get a lot of the love that some of the other guys get, but I, I don't think you'll find one person anywhere that says he's not a valuable player on this team. He's great off the field. I believe he's won the team's uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year um, recipient at least once, maybe a couple times. So, yeah, I can kind of see that, but he didn't make our list. I went with four of the more younger, exciting players on the team. Antonio Gibson got a grand total of zero votes, believe it or not. Nobody thinks... That in 20 years, Antonio Gibson is going to be this this um, player that we'll look back on and say, man, he did everything 
and he was the most awesome player uh, within these 20 name, years. Name the last running mm-hmm. back that has propelled a team, you know, to yeah, prominence. Yeah, sure. There, there aren't okay. any. Name, 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 name it. I think what even even LT, Ladanium Tomlinson, mm-hmm. the, uh, the running back LT, not the legendary LT. I think even if you were to say him, you probably still have an you know an argument that that Rivers was even possibly more yeah, impactful maybe. for the team. So maybe Marshall um, Falk. Marshall yeah. Falk was possible. You know, Kurt Warner was literally bagging groceries at, at you know at one yeah. point, and then you know helps. But he, uh, but he so, did it for two organizations yeah. too. Marshall Falk did so. But yeah, you're right. Running yeah. backs are not usually the type that are going to be the face of your organization for 20 years mm-hmm. or 50. Not not lately. They're they're replaced after a few years. So I don't I I'm not surprised Antonio Gibson. I think that a very young, exciting yeah. player. I think that he can have a very productive, you know, five years here with the team. But then, usually running backs these days they get yeah, replaced. He's not going to so. last. Uh, second or third on the list uh, would be Jamin Davis, Jamin Jamin Davis, who only got four point two percent of the vote, right? Surprised he actually got any yeah. of it, right? No one's actually seen him play. Yeah, sure. He could turn out to be, you know, not what uh, you know what people thought. Uh, I, th- I think that just speaks to the hopes. I mean, he is the odds-on favorite to win uh, Defensive Rookie of the yeah. Year. Uh, my personal favorite uh, to win as well. So I just think that there's probably a little too much hopes. It's interesting. It's it's to me, it's interesting to see that him, who's not actually played a down. Yeah. And burgundy and gold has gotten more votes than Antonio Gibson. That's how far the running back position has faltered yeah, right. since the days of like Barry Sanders, or we can even go with some of our, you know, Riggins, who's probably, you know, I'm trying to think of some of our good, like who who would have been the last good franchise running back for Washington? Clint yeah, Portis. Clint Portis. Traded, traded away, you know, traded for that position. He, he did well several years. Alfred okay. Morris, yeah, Alfred I, Morris, but he only had a couple. Alfred Morris, maybe three. I yeah, think. he he. I think we, he left after his rookie de- rookie yeah. deal, and he wasn't really the same sure. after Shanahan had uh, had left. Um, but also it could have been um, he could have been amazing because I think that rookie year he had like, oh, he had like seventeen hundred yards or something. Oh, Ridiculous. Alfred Morris was a as an absolute beast. His first, I think, two or three seasons, and then he he uh, kind of kind of hit a wall. Oh, so we got somebody so. in our in our YouTube chat here that um, told us uh, don't forget about Derrick Henry, who is the mm. carrying this franchise. That's that's a good, good point. point. Good point. Derrick Henry is probably the is probably. Uh, I would say the face of the franchise for yeah, Tennessee. Absolutely. Like no one, no one, no one's betting on Tannehill. Uh, Brown is a, is an excellent receiver, but no, when you think Tennessee Titans right now, Derrick you think Derrick sure. Henry, he's been, he's been what's the, what's propelled the team. Excellent. Excellent. Pickup. Uh, good call there. Uh, Suggy down low or Suggy low down. I love that name. That's pretty awesome. Um, all right. So let's get to the last two on this list. And what surprised me about these last two is the huge gap between them. And it's Terry McLaurin and... <laughs> this is a very sizable yeah, it's a huge uh, gap. Terry McLaurin here. and Chase Young. And Chase Young absolutely ran away with it. And let's not forget, before Chase Young was here, Terry McLaurin was all the rage for this team. Right? Especially... It's still one of the, I, I believe, the more underappreciated players for yeah, Washington. And he's done what everything you know? he's done without a quarterback. Right? He's, he's had, I don't know... Six or seven different quarterbacks thrown to him in a in a in a game. Uh, can we count them all up? Can we count up um, uh, Heineke, uh, Allen, Smith, Smith, Haskins, and wasn't he here the year? Colt McCoy. Yeah. He, he, he Colt McCoy he, and okay, it's at least five. I, mean, I don't have that great. Yeah. And we don't. I don't really want to go. That's pain, Stoner. That's pain. Is what that is. Let's <laughs> yeah, not. Don't bring it let's up. not bring that up. We, well, let's get excited for. For the Fitzpatrick versus Heineke oh, battle, that's not really that's right. a battle. Fitzpatrick's going to walk away. So Terry McLaurin only got 16.7% of the vote. I was surprised he only got that much. But Chase Young got almost 80% of the vote. And everybody thinks that he is going to be the face of this franchise that we're going to look back on 20 years from now. And we're going to say, this is the guy who we love and who 
we want to be the face of our franchise because he he can do it all. He's great on the field. He's great off the field. He has a motor. He never quits. He's incredibly talented. He's got Hall of Fame talent. Like I said, if he if he lives up to his talent, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, so he's got all of this. He's charismatic. He's a leader. All of that stuff. So he has a chance to uh, to be when we look back twenty years from now that he's going to be. The guy. He's got likability. Oh, yeah. oh. And not that. Not that. Not that uh, McLaurin doesn't. Terry, Terry, I think, is very likable. The man goes out fishing in the Potomac. And, uh, and is a darn good fisher by by all accounts, but um, I, I think that this just speaks to a few things. One again, as mentioned, Terry is just crucially underappreciated mm-hmm. by the fan base. Our own uh, fans, maybe not so much the fan. Our, you know, the fans, I don't think. You know, I think there are some of us who are very much uh, believe in the captain, as he would prefer to be called, over Scary Terry. Uh, I think that though, just like as a wide receiver, and the fact that he has. You know he's produced well with no quarterbacks, but he really hasn't. You know had this dominant season where he's been propelled into, you know, national stardom mm-hmm. is one thing. Chase Young comes built with a bunch of hype. Yeah. This is the second overall right. pick in the draft. This is who, if there wasn't, if the if the NFL wasn't such a QB needy team, you know, or system, he would have been the first overall yeah. pick. You know, but. Burrow gets taken by Cincinnati, yeah. falls to Washington. Washington picks him up, and he's had that impact in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. It's easy to me to see why why the fan base is rallying around him because, as you mentioned, this this person, this individual, Chase Young, can't have the impact of a JJ Watt, who really was the face of Houston for mm-hmm. years, uh, or Aaron Donald, Donald, who is you know just an absolute force out there with the LA Rams and outside of their coach who you who who are you naming on the rams right right so now you have stafford but before it was golf the running backs didn't really pan out as much as they wanted the wide receivers are dime Mm. a dozen realistically so you know you have somebody who you know the guy was crying when st louis lost in the playoffs because he knows like his window is only so so big um so but They've got renewed hope out there. Yeah. So, so I, I think that Chase Young is easily the the pick for for this particular poll based off the information yeah. we have. I think that in 20 years, we'll probably have more names to throw to the list. And when we're on episode, you know, 450 or whatever right. it will be by that right. point, uh, it'll probably actually 20 years. If we only have 450 episodes, it means we stopped yeah. at some point. So the, I just uh, hope to be alive in 20 years. Let me just say that. <laughs> you might have the old man glasses, but you're not that old. It'll be permanent. Stone. I'm getting up there. 20 years. I'll be on Social Security by then. <laughs> uh, you might be, too. Come to think of it. You might be right around I'll be there. 50, 56 years old oh, by okay. that point. Yeah, yeah. You're getting there. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll, I'll probably I'll probably won't be working at that point. Uh, this will be my sole thing to yeah. work on and, uh, and take care of. So. Well, that was uh, that was an interesting take. I'm, I was really surprised to see how lopsided. Yeah, it was. I was too, but I have no problem with it either. I, I think I voted Chase Young, so it makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. You were part of the lopsided yeah, victory there. You and me both. I voted yeah, Chase Young, so that's uh, even as much of a fan. I got his jersey hanging up behind me, uh, as I am of McLaurin's. I do think that Chase Young will have the bigger impact when when all is said and done. Arch Manning, maybe Arch Bowl. Manning will be the guy when we draft him in five years. And yeah, we'll see how that pans out for the team. This won't be the only Twitter poll or Twitter question we will answer. Um, this particular podcast when we come back we're going to be giving an update on the Nats and the Wiz's coaching hunt and then also a question that was posed to ref the district by our fellow podcasts Washington football team declassified coming up in the post game Alrighty. So first, let's get to this this Twitter mm-hmm. question that was posed mm-hmm. to us because we have difference a difference in opinion Nuh-uh. here, and that that makes that makes for some good podcast yeah. discussions here. So uh, Declassified asked us to discuss which mm-hmm. sport 
can replace the NFL as the most dominant sport in America? I feel like this is a good question also for the 4th of July, you know, as we celebrate America. Most dominant sport is easily sure. the NFL. Okay. College football is is uh, is probably even more of a moneymaker in some regards, and that's your yeah. argument, right? That's where you want you think can take away the prominence of the NFL is college one football. Of, one of my very worst qualities is being able to be like a a seer, you know, to be able to see what's going to happen or what's coming down the road. But this, for some reason, this is hitting me with this change in the rules that college athletes can now make money off of their name image and likeness isn't that what the nil is name image and likeness right yes so they can make money off of this which is awesome which they always should have but that's going to totally change um college sports as we know it it's going to completely change it and especially even from now until what it's going to look like in five years from now. And I use this example of Arch Manning, right? He's he's a 16-year-old nephew of both Eli and uh, Peyton. He's Cooper Manning's um, son, and he's already being hyped as the number one sophomore in the country, whatever that means, right? Um, <laughs> I believe it means he's the best sophomore high school yeah, but player I mean, in the country. I think that's what I mean, that, that means, Stoner. Guess I need to break that down <laughs> right. for you. So, so when he gets to his point where he's going to be going to college and he's going to be choosing where he goes to college, which might be next year, usually it's around their junior year if they're that highly sought. But what's going to stop Alabama and they're recruiting him and Alabama's going to say, okay, look, we've got this car dealership over here. And I use car dealership because that's what back in the day that used to, yeah, that used to be the thing is, is, uh, as car dealerships, they had the players would have a job yeah, right. at the car dealership, right. it and it was they were getting funneled money. That they could funnel yeah. money to them. So, but but now it's legal, right? So let's say the um, the Alabama says this car dealership will give you a na- a deal for your name, image, and likeness for four million dollars for two years or whatever. Who knows what the number is going to be by then? It could be. Twenty million dollars for three years, and I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of players in, in the corporation world that are going to want you know the the corporations are really going to want to get into players. I mean, you look at Johnny Football, mm-hmm. right, and the hype around him, and they had to make sure they actually for man's the Manzel family, you know, trademarked Johnny Football. Try to get that early mm-hmm. because people are going to make money off of him, so they wanted to make that money themselves. And I think corporations will get into the hype here, and you'll right. see that, like for the Manning, where they're going to go out of their way to pay. I don't think it's going to be tied oh, to the school. If anything, million percent. Why wouldn't a school do that? Why wouldn't Nick Saban team up with again? I'm just using the local car dealership. Why wouldn't he team up to say, "Hey, we really want uh, uh, Arch Manning to go to our school. Can you help me out with that?" you Alabama booster that now has a successful car dealership. Can you help us out with that? Sure. We'll offer him this. And then LSU is going to come in and say, oh, yeah, well, we've got a car dealership that will give you $28 million for three years. Oh, yeah, well, Ohio State's got, oh, we've got a car dealership. Or we've got whatever the the corporation is. The bidding war. And it's a man, bidding, the bidding war. wars. And they're going to make millions and millions of dollars yeah. in I think it's great for the it's students. Great for the I think students. it's I think I think I think it's exactly Absolutely. what they needed. I I think that there will be some some bumpy patches oh, here in the beginning of this and I do think that it will change how college football the, is perceived. However, I don't think that it's going to end up taking I don't think this will take over the NFL. I don't think that that's possible. And I mentioned in, on Twitter I said it will take, you know, years. It'll probably be 20, 20 plus years before a, I, think so. I think a something takes over the NFL in in the number one sport. And I I think that's mainly because it's the the consistency in the product. I think that the the for college football that there's two the the teams are too spread out. Now where I would like to see the NIL thing go to is I would like the NCAA, who's been staunch that these are student athletes for so long, but lost this case and now they can actually make their money for it, is okay NCAA stick to your guns all right these are student athletes let them be let you focus on the academics and keep your 
your greedy paws out of the money. So you don't have Saban working with Alabama to work with a company to get them a deal. And I think if you do that, I think that there will be the you'll be you'll have players that can afford to go to a you know to a team that's not one of the powerhouses because they will have the the financial backing and then they'll have that national prominence anyways and people will be able to follow them and I think you'll start to see you know you'll still have your powerhouses but I think there might be a more even split recruiting is going to become very different yes. here in the next few years and as if you take away that money I think that that aspect of NCAA, you know, and the the colleges getting in there, especially a public state school like Alabama, I can see, you know, some something like Notre Dame, you know, being as a private school, being able to sit there and broker deals a little bit better because they've they've got the you know, I think they have a lot of influence around the country, even if they haven't been that great of a team, uh, you know, when it comes to winning championships for years. So now um, you're going to you're going to you're going to limit the amount of money that the schools can not limiting. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that the the you should not have a department within your school that sole job is to broker these corporate well, deals for that. your players. They will absolutely no, have that. Agencies need to step up and agencies need to do that. Kids get kids. I'm not a financial advisor, but make sure that you're you're backing yourself to somebody who's not tied to one individual school. Well, why? 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 Why not? Why wouldn't a university do that? Keep your. Why would you not want to keep your options open? No, I don't know, about, Stoner. This is America. This is Independence Day. This is freedom. No, I'm talking about the school. Have your freedom why of choice. Why would the school not want to team up with these? Oh no, this team the schools are definitely the schools have already been paying these kids for a long time, regardless of your opinion on whether or not that they should have or should not have, it's been happening. What I'm saying is like I don't think I think that NCAA is like, hey, for years they've been they've been taking money out of this kid's pockets by saying these are student athletes and that's why we we can't pay them money. Now they're going to have to eat their words and they're going to have to double down on the fact that they're student athletes and keep their 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 business focused on on teaching and that's yeah, it well, and focus on that that student athlete happen. part. It's not going right. to happen because it's all it's all about right, money. It's all about well, money. And that's okay too by the way that it is all about money because that's why everybody exists. Why schools exist, why corporations exist. That's not why schools exist, but that's... Oh, uh, yeah, why. it is. No, that's not... Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe nowadays, but it's okay. not, that's not the purpose of schools. That can be a larger debate uh, for yeah, us. Oh, yeah, they are. Let's go back to the classifieds question okay. here. We, we, we went off on well, a tangent on the NIL stuff here, into- which does play a part into the question. Yeah. I don't think college football is going to do it. I think that the, uh, the reason why I don't think college football is going to take over the NFL is the products are are similar well that's what that's kind of what i'm saying is is there's probably not going to be that line in the future it's going to be so blurred there's going to be the line because there's the talent differential there's a reason why things like the arena football league have folded there's a reason why the canadian football league isn't bigger deal there's a reason why uh the xfl has you know gone under twice now I guess technically it's on a permanent mm-hmm. hold for this last mm-hmm. time. Uh, is that the talent difference? Like you even see this within mm-hmm. the NFL. Like you you have players that are just otherworldly, and then you have players who are bums, and and you can tell the difference. And when you go, to, unless there's another league that steps up and is able to pull talent oh, that top tier talent yeah. away you're not going to see the NFL being taken over. And then when you're talking about college football and you're talking about you have these power conferences, if you're saying that the parity is never going to exist, that this isn't going to spread even, and you're just going to have the same you know, five, ten schools who are really in it to win it by the end of the season, you're not going to see that shift over there. Because even though they have, they technically would have a wider fan base mm-hmm. they have a than wider the NFL – they have a wider fan base. The pockets are so much different. So that's why I don't see it being taken over because the light, the similar in product, the fact that it's actually a lesser product because you have a team of Alabama and I don't care that they had just what, 11, 13 people drafted, you know, in, in the last season or so that, uh, 
that still means that uh, out of a t- they, they have 80 players on the team. That means how many of them aren't being mm-hmm. drafted, how many of them left their senior year and didn't get drafted, okay? So you don't have top-tier talent at every position. And so that's why I don't think that you're going to see it because the, the product on the All field right. – isn't better now there is a lot of college football fans they get super excited about football and college football and i get it there can be some really exciting games that you won't necessarily see in the nfl but overall the product is better in the nfl i think that if 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 you're going to talk about something taken over you're going to have to have a population change Mm, let me ask you a hypothetical then let's just say you are trevor lawrence okay uh before he was drafted after after the season, so I get to have the long hair. My wife won't let me have the long hair, even after yeah, I retire. The nice long, flowing blonde locks. Let's just say you're him, and you finish the season at Clemson. And Clemson says, "Hey, look, come back to school, take some couple of graduate classes or whatever. You have to take like six hours a semester, whatever the minimum required to be eligible to play sports." We're going to give you, or we're not, but again, the local car dealership, I like to use that, but it could be Nike, it could be Citibank, it could be whatever, Gatorade. You add all those up, and you're going to end up for three more years. You stay here for three more years, if that's what his eligibility is. This is a hypothetical. And we're going to give you $80 million. Not we, the school, but we're going to funnel, if you stay here, we're going to give you $80 million and you've got all of this talent around you at Clemson where you have a chance to win championships or you go to the NFL where you're going to go to the worst team in the league and you're going to get $90 million. In, in all. I think I think they still take the I – think, I still think the football players take Why? the jump. I think well, what, what, what it, you're they, – They make the jump Because to make the risk money. of injury – yes, you make the jump That's to make all. money – and there's more money in the NFL, and the wow. fact that you're talking, you're, you're, if you establish yourself in the NFL, now you've established, especially as a QB, that's another 10, 15 years of income. College, you, you're going to still have to end after five years, maybe six years if you get a special case. I think what you're talking about right there is actually going to impact basketball, college basketball even more. Because now you can have somebody who's just like, hey, as long as you stay on Syracuse, as long as you stay on Maryland, we will give you Under Armour is going to that's a big one, right? Maryland and Under Armour. Under Armour is going to pay you 50 million if you can if you stay with the right. Terps. Right. OK, for college college basketball, that makes more sense because they can they can stay now and because it's one and done league now instead of staying for just the one year and then making the jump to the NBA, now you're incentivizing that they stay a little bit longer because they can make that money and then make the okay. jump to the NBA. Not that there's not money in the NBA, right. but because of the system set up where it's one right. and done. Because the college football, they're players for three yeah. years. Okay? And then they need to make that jump to the NFL so that way they can make more money. But the NBA, they, they're, they're jumping ship. They're, you have players who don't even go to college right now. They go overseas and then try to get back in because why would you go to college and not make money? Well, now you can make money. So I think this NIL change is going to make a bigger impact on college basketball than it will with yeah, football. Neither, neither one of them are going to overtake the NFL, at least not anytime soon. If I had to take a guess at which sport – is gonna, it's going to be – I mentioned this. All of them have flaws. Baseball is diminishing. Uh, I think has some diminishing returns. I think it will still be prominent because it is America's sport. Um, and they, they we've tied it to it, right? So outside of Japan, you don't really see a lot of baseball uh, being played you know, on a, at a major league mm-hmm. level. If I'm wrong, let me know. The uh, basketball, NBA, has its issue, but it is – an internationally renowned mm-hmm. sport. You're seeing uh, the Olympics have gotten harder for USA. So even with dream teams, they're not always guaranteed to come out on top. You would expect it because the the nucleus of talent is still there with 
USA, but you're seeing a lot of players uh, come up through the European ranks. You're seeing more uh, Asian players. You're seeing African players who are uh, coming up into the ranks. So that one's got at least some international play, but I think the NBA has some issues with parity. Um, so I think that that hurts hurts them. MLS yeah, we're, we're not probably, even about that. probably right. never, ever, ever going to, to to take it over. However, I mentioned population uh, before. Soccer internationally is the sure. sport. Not here, though. Not yeah. here. But as America continues to become, you know, you know, we haven't used melting pot in, since like the 70s or 80s. But as more and more influx of foreigners come over, more and more talent, you have issues, safety issues with the NFL. You've already seen a lot of parents start pulling their kids away from that kind of level of contact. Soccer might see a boon there as we as we kind of mix the, the rules. Whether or not that's the MLS, I think they're too poorly run. Um, but I do think that you'll start to see some of that change. And again, I don't think anything's taken over in the, in the near time. And I think that for soccer to overtake it, would it's going to take like 50 years of this where we get this influx of people. But, you know, it also would take, you know, as we mentioned with the Washington football team, got to win. Got to win. You got to win. All the win. arguments that I made so. uh, for college football taking over, uh, I don't actually believe it, right? Because NFL is king and has been and always will be. So, well, we will see. For now, though, I think that's going to do it for episode 23 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. He's the stoner. And you can catch us on YouTube every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as my wife uh, informed me that it's not just E.T., it is E.S.T. Um, so you can catch us Executive live, producing. interact with us Good in the job, comics. Yeah. Keep them straight. Do, 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 her, do her thing. The, uh, you can also catch us on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. Make sure that you like and subscribe. We're nearing that 100 subscriber goal on our YouTube page, and we're going to have a special fan episode uh, when we do. So find out more about that by encouraging your your friends to subscribe. We know a few of you just subscribed, so we appreciate that. And I think that's going to do it here for Ref the District. Again, I'm Nathan Perry. He's the stoner. Washington, uh-huh, and we saw him die hard fence, yeah, we are. you know we keep it on 10, one, let's talk about two, the offense, one, two, three, let's go, and they gifted, we are Nathan and the Stoner, yeah, that's ref the district, oh, come on now and join us, join For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.